Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. In today's episode, we're going to go into resting in the teachings of Jesus Christ. This is part four of a four-part series of ways to rest your soul in Jesus Christ. So the first one we went over is resting in the words of Jesus Christ. The second one is resting in prayer. The third one was resting in his presence. And now today is all about resting in his teachings. But before I get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer. So if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. I pray that you open up our eyes to see the truth of your words and you open up our hearts and our minds to you, Lord. I pray that through every aspect of our lives that we lean on you and you give us guidance and strength to get through whatever it is that we need to get through, Lord. And I pray that we find rest in your teachings and that we have the knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading. I love you with my whole heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, so all throughout the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see the teachings of Jesus Christ. And there are so many different teachings. If I went over each one of them into depth, it would take me days and days to do that. So what I'm going to do here is go through the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and just go through one teaching from each book. So first I just want to go in Matthew chapter 6 and we're going to go into verses 25 through 34. These verses are about not worrying. And I'm just going to start reading at verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But first seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Okay, so I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys. This teaching is a teaching of Jesus Christ, and it is something that we all need to remember and live by. Our Heavenly Father created us and He cares for us and loves us and we cannot get so caught up in worrying about what we're going to eat or drink or the clothes that we have or materialistic things. God feeds the birds and He clothes the lilies, but we as humans, which are worth way more than birds and flowers, stress over what we're going to eat and what we're going to wear instead of thinking about the important things, which is entering the kingdom of heaven and having a relationship with Christ, spreading the gospel and letting other people know about Jesus so that they may be saved and go to heaven also. Just like it says in verses 32 through 34 that I just read here, the pagans run after all of these things about worrying about food and drink and clothes. And our heavenly father knows that we need them, but we have to first seek his kingdom 
and then everything else will be given to us. So instead of us stressing ourselves out about what we're going to eat or materialistic things, the most important thing for us to do is seek the Lord. Pray to him, have a relationship with him, rest in him, and everything will be given to us. So if you have just been so tired and stressed out and exhausted and just worrying about every little thing, what are you going to eat, what are you going to drink, what are you going to wear, materialistic things, how you're going to make ends meet, how you're going to make a certain amount of money, your goals, and all of those things, I just want you to stop and think for a moment about the important things in life which is having a relationship with Christ and spreading the gospel, spending quality time with family, and making sure that everyone you know and love is going to go to heaven when it's their time to go. We can't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. We have to let tomorrow worry about itself. But all we can do is seek the kingdom of God, have that close relationship with him, and spread the gospel so that whoever we come across may know about Jesus and be saved and have eternal life. Alright, so the next teaching we're going to go over here is the parable of the sower, and it's in Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 20. I'm just going to start reading at verse 1 here. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got a boat and sat it out on the lake, while all the people went along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering his seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they were scattered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew and produced a crop, multiplying thirty, sixty, or even a hundred times. Then Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. When he was done, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is in parables, so that... They may be ever seeing, but never perceiving, and ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path, where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires of other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. Thirty, sixty, or even a hundred times what was sown. Alright, so I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. So this was a parable that Jesus taught to these people about a sower or a farmer going and sowing seeds. 
And whenever Jesus' 12 disciples and other people asked what the parable meant, he told them that the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to them. But the people that are on the outside, everything is in parables. So whenever we believe in Jesus Christ and we're saved, we have eternal life and we have the secret of the kingdom of God. But others on the outside that do not believe in Jesus Christ, they hear the things of the Bible in parables and they hear it, but they don't understand it and they see it, but they never fully get it. And that's what he's saying here. But then he explains it in verses 13 through 20 that the farmer sows the word. And there's a couple things that I want to talk about with the word here. So the word is the words of Jesus Christ, the words of the Bible that we read here whenever we study our Bible and we truly seek to understand the Bible, know the truth of the words, and we live by it, then we'll sow seeds on good soil. And when we're constantly reading the Bible and studying our Bible, we're sowing our seed on good soil. But I also wanted to point out something else about the word and it's in John chapter 1. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And it's so crazy because I didn't even think about this when I was making my notes for this episode until now. God gave me this in my mind, literally right now. It just clicked to me that the word here wasn't specifically talking about the words of the Bible that I initially thought when I was planning this episode for you guys. I was thinking of the farmer sowing seeds on good soil. We have to study the Bible and the words of Jesus Christ. But like we see in John 1 verse 1, the word was with God and the word was God. In the beginning was the word. He was with God in the beginning. So whenever we sow our seed on good soil, we hear about the word. We hear about Jesus Christ and we believe in him. We follow him. We study our Bible. We pray. We worship him. We obey his commands. We listen to his teachings and we seek to know and understand his teachings and teach them to other people. And then we produce a crop. We produce other believers that believe in Jesus Christ and we have spiritual abundance that we can only receive through Jesus Christ, through the word. So we have to make sure that we're standing firm in our faith and we're taking what we hear, we're taking what we learn from our Bible studies and these different teachings. We're taking the word and we accept it. We accept Jesus Christ. We accept his words, his teachings, his love, his mercy, his grace. We accept him into our lives and we continuously build a relationship with him. We can't be like these people that hear the words of Jesus Christ and let the enemy take away the words or take away Jesus out of our life and make us not believe in him. We can't be like other people that receive Jesus with joy but then as soon as times get tough or if people start not to like us or think differently of us because we're spreading the gospel and letting people know about Jesus Christ, then they automatically just run away from him and stop telling people about him and stop believing. And we can't be like the people that hear the word 
and hear Jesus Christ and accept him, but then they let worries and money and materialistic things get in the way and they let their pride get in the way and they put that above him. And you guys, this is why I do what I do with these Bible studies and with teaching you guys faith-based tips and how to strengthen your relationship with Christ and all of these things because it's so important for us to truly accept the words of Jesus Christ and accept him into our lives, follow him, spread the gospel, let other people know about him, and seek every single day to have as close as a relationship as possible to him because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through Jesus. No one can enter the kingdom of heaven except through Jesus Christ. And that's so important for us to remember. And to always sow our seed on good soil. Alright, so the next teaching is in Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 36. And it's about loving your enemies. But I tell you who hear me, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. If someone takes your cloak, do not stop him from taking your tunic. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you accept repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. All right, so I'm just going to discuss this teaching here. So Jesus teaches us to love our enemies and do good to those who hate us and to give graciously. Our heavenly father is so merciful and gracious and loving and he's kind to wicked people and ungrateful people and we have to be merciful just like our heavenly father is. No one is better than the other person. We're all sinners. We're all humans. And we all have to have Jesus in our lives. We all need a savior. We all need Jesus Christ to make it into heaven and to forgive us of our sins. And we shouldn't only love the people that love us or be kind to the people that are kind to us or give to people that we know will give back to us. Because what good does that do? If we're seeking to be righteous and we're following Jesus and we're seeking to be like him and we're following his commands, we have to love others and do good to them and give to them without expecting anything back in return. Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. We were sinners. We didn't deserve anything from him. He didn't owe us anything, but he gave up his life and rose three days later, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life, and heaven with him and God the Father. 
then who are we to think that we deserve anything? Why should we only love others if they love us or give to others if they're going to give back to us or repay us in full? Who are we to think like that, that we deserve anything? We have to humble ourselves and give cheerfully and love everyone just as the Father loves us. And whenever we do those things, our reward will be great and we'll be sons and daughters of the Most High. And that is the greatest reward of all. So we have to stop worrying about what other people are going to do for us or if other people care about us or do good to us or if they're going to give us back what we've given them. We have to focus on humbling ourselves and loving others regardless, doing good to others regardless, giving to others regardless. No matter what they do for us, we have to just humble ourselves and serve and love others just like Jesus teaches us to do. And the last teaching I want to go over is from John chapter 5, verses 19 through 30, and it's about life through the sun. Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees the father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show him even greater things than these. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so, the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. I tell you the truth, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself and he has given him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good will rise to live, and those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. By myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Alright, so in this teaching here, Jesus teaches us a lot of things. He says in verse 21 that just as the Father raises the dead, and we see that God the Father raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Also in that verse, he says, even so, the Son gives life to who he is pleased to give it. And we know that whenever we believe in Jesus Christ, then we have eternal life in heaven. So Jesus gives life to us. We are dead in our sins and alive in Jesus Christ. Whenever we're saved and we ask him to come into our heart. And like we know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And if we don't honor him, then we can't honor the Father. No one can come to the Father and no one truly knows the Father if they don't truly know the Son. And if they don't first come through the Son, which is Jesus Christ. 
And these verses just go to show that Jesus has fully submitted to the will of God the Father, and that he does nothing by himself, but he was fully submitted to God the Father, and everything that he did while on the earth was to fulfill the will of God the Father. So in this teaching, we can really rest in this teaching and know that whenever we believe in Jesus Christ and we're saved and we have the Holy Spirit within us, we're no longer dead in our sin, but we're alive in Jesus Christ and we have eternal life. And just as he's fully submitted to the will of God the Father, we also have to be fully submitted to the will of Jesus and God the Father and seek to follow Jesus and pray and worship him and obey his commands and rest in his teachings. And we can have faith and know that we have eternal life when we're saved. And it's important for us to let other people know about that and to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ so that they may have eternal life also. Alright, so those are all the teachings that I wanted to go over today. I know this episode is probably a lot longer than most of my episodes, but I really wanted to make sure that I went into depth with each of these teachings to help you guys to really understand and rest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. Now, there are many other teachings that you can go through in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, And I highly recommend you doing that because it's so important when you're strengthening your relationship with Christ and you're seeking to have a close relationship with him to study your Bible and to study his teachings and his words and to know exactly how you should live and what he wants you to do. And you can get a lot of answers that you may have been asking yourself or asking through prayer by studying the teachings of Jesus Christ. So anytime you're feeling tired or weary, worried, doubtful, or anything like that, you can rest in the teachings of Jesus Christ and know that we have a loving and merciful and gracious God. And we don't have to worry about materialistic things, but when we first seek the kingdom of God, whenever we first seek Jesus and have that close relationship with him, everything else will be given to us. So I hope this episode helped you guys and if you completed the four-part series and you went through all of these ways to rest your soul in Jesus, I hope that these really did help you to rest your souls in his word and in prayer, in his presence and in his teachings. And anytime you're feeling tired or weary or burdened, you can always find rest in these four ways. So I love you guys so much. I see you guys next time. Bye guys!